everybody, this is Fats. And this is Chris, and welcome to another episode of Halfcast at theonlypodcast.com. So today is April 21st, which is Record Store Day, which means Dan and I, by the time you hear this, will have taken a trip to Vintage Vinyl Records in Fords, New Jersey, which is an awesome independent record store, and frankly, the only one around <laughs> that isn't a, a big box kind of retailer. Exactly. And there's very few left. Yeah, which it's is a sad. shame. Now, Dan and I kind of wanted to sit and talk about this. I mean, we talk about it endlessly when we're just hanging out because we grew up buying, well, probably first cassettes, obviously, cassettes, and then yeah. CDs, and now we buy stuff on CD and vinyl. And we're really attached to the whole record buying experience. I mean, I know I've gone on and on about it repeatedly in shows. What does the record buying experience mean to you, Dan? I mean, it's a great experience. I mean, um, I think with technology just taking over, a lot of people who buy music now they lose that f- enjoyment of just buying music. Yeah. And you know, like me, when me and Chris were just growing up, we would try to find some rare records that they don't sell in in the mainstream. Uh, retail stores we would try to find these some some of these independent uh, uh, records from from just local record stores and at the time when we were like 16 or 17 there was a handful but they've gone out of business yeah sadly um, but just the fact that just going out there and looking for this record and finding it in one of these stores and this sense of enjoyment the feeling you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this record's here. Yeah. And you buy it, and then you open it up, and you just smell that new... <laughs> new album smell. <laughs> new album smell. And it's just it's just amazing. And a lot of people just lose that sense of enjoyment. Or they never had it. Exactly. Like anyone who's, let's say, high school age or even college age now yeah. has grown up with digital media. So they don't have the experience of going to a store browsing through things, picking up right. something and saying, ooh, I might buy this just because exactly. the cover looks awesome. Yeah. And taking a chance on an album. Instead, yeah. everybody's just clicking through and there's not as much invested in it. Because exactly. No, there's nothing you and I enjoy more. It's probably how we spent the majority of our time, aside from sitting around playing guitars. Right. We love hopping in the car, taking the hour or so drive up north exactly. to Vintage Vinyl and in the past, other record stores, which unfortunately have gone away right. over time. Mm-hmm. But taking a drive up there, spending an hour or two just browsing through CDs, taking a look at stuff, right. realizing stuff got under our radar and albums we wanted have come out or exactly. we re- didn't realize artists had put out new albums. Yeah. And picking up a armful of CDs exactly. and going out in the car, unwrapping them, flipping through the booklets, popping one of them in while we're sitting there looking at it. I mean, I've, I've always loved that since I was a kid. There's exactly. nothing like going to the store, saving your money, like after shoveling snow or raking leaves or yep. mowing lawns, mm-hmm. taking a ride to... Whatever. I mean, I used to go to Nobody Beats the Wiz to buy CDs back in the day when that was around. Right, there was one exactly. 10 next to my house. Yep. And picking up a CD, unwrapping it, bringing it home, popping it in the player with your headphones on, and just absorbing a whole album. Yep. I mean, there's, there's just nothing like it for me. I know you feel the same way, too. Right. It was fun, too. Like We've probably talked about it on one of the shows we've been in before. There was a store called Warehouse Music, which is owned by Transworld Entertainment, which owns FYE and bought out Sam Goody and uh, all those kind of let's say mall chains for right. lack of a better term. And this store was awesome. It was rows and rows and rows of music. I mean, and VHS tapes at the time, mm-hmm. but I mean, aisles of wow. music. And they also specially ordered stuff like when, all right, well, Dan is one of two people who helped turn me on to punk rock, which frankly is the reason I still play guitar to this day. Cause at that point I was ready to quit Right. until I found something I can just kind of dig into and, 
play immediately, sit and figure out the chords, and that was it. I got that instant gratification from guitar. But anyway, we used to go, and we couldn't find CDs on labels like, let's say, Lookout Records or Tooth and Nail Records, like right. these independent punk labels that had come around. So we would even specially order stuff, or early Ramones CDs, which either exactly. weren't made anymore, or stores weren't stocking them. You could find Ramones Mania, the hits album. And it was such a big deal when you found an album by them. Oh, hell yeah. And it was just, it was just like, oh, like, wow. Like, I gotta have it. <laughs> I got Rocket to Russia, you know, at the time when it was worth, you know, $100, or the value of it was just worth more before they, they re-released everything. Yeah, definitely. But... It was just amazing. Me, me, and you would spend hours and yeah. hours and cut and... school. Actually, we talked about that in the first Dancast. Exactly. We leave like nine thirty in the morning, take the half hour drive from high school to warehouse music, yep. and be there till noon. Go grab some lunch. Mm-hmm. Go back to your place. Listen to some CDs. Like it was awesome. Exactly. What a time! And yeah. I just really feel like people miss out on it. You don't get the same effect from clicking on a couple of screens. I mean, it's great because. You don't need to leave the house, which is fine, because with the astronomical price of gas, I get people not necessarily want to take a drive. That makes sense to me. It's greener in as much as there's no physical packaging. There's no plastic disc or plastic case or anything. So it's a bit more environmentally friendly. But I don't. I just feel like it's, it's such an experience. It always was for me. And I've talked to older people, too, who grew up buying vinyl and listening to shows on the radio, like right. King Biscuit Flower Hour and all that, which yep. broadcast entire concerts on the radio. And music was like, just it wasn't nearly as accessible exactly and that was i don't know i just really feel like that's something that people are missing out on that kids are missing out on especially because exactly that that shaped us as fans as teenagers right i mean to go out it was absolutely amazing exactly and you know when you buy an album you appreciate the music more oh yeah instead of a lot of you know a lot of these kids they buy their music digitally and they just don't appreciate the music when they buy it because it's so easily accessible. Yeah, just it's like, convenient. They can exactly. just click it and they own it. Oh, I have it. Well, that was a great song. Next. I mean... <laughs> yeah, next Tuesday they just download something else when it comes through. Exactly. And, you know, just going out there and I'm glad there's days like these today, like Record Store Day, where we can just go in the, you know, the store and just browse for hours and yeah. just look at all the albums. And and then people are getting behind it. Like Warner has a big launch where they're putting a bunch of stuff on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be vinyl only. Probably right. not. I'm sure stuff's eventually going to make it on CD or be available digitally. Right. Because I can't imagine releases being that exclusive in this day and age when people tend to just steal music online for free. I think making it exactly. available in the majority of formats be great. Yep. But the vinyl side of it's really collectible. I mean, there are a lot of commercial artists putting out vinyl records or that have released vinyl records for today right. people like bruno mars and katie perry have put right. out like seven inch singles mm-hmm. even if they're remixes or singles right. of songs that are already out it's good they're, they're at least getting behind it and trying to get people to buy physical right. music there's an ozzy record that dropped today from the randy rhodes years a live concert that has never been released before right which like i said i'm sure it's going to see the light of day eventually they'll probably release it digitally or right and a deluxe edition of one of the albums eventually or right. a box set but yeah it's great, though, that there are people getting behind it, whereas vinyl used to be, and still to a degree, is kind of a specialty thing. Right. But it's great that there's that audience for it. And the way I feel like there's always going to be an audience for CDs, oh, CDs are dead, like everyone's telling me. Like our friend Chris, who I right. went up with the other night and, exactly. and grabbed a bite. Oh, yeah, I got like, iTunes. So I'll... Yeah. He's like, oh, you guys wasted all that money on CDs, and now everything's digital. No. I was like, we didn't waste it. Like, no. We get our money's worth out of a CD because we exactly. play the thing until... I mean, I've had to replace a handful of albums yeah, in, in exactly. my time. And just, just looking at like you know my CD collection and my album collection, and just going through it, and just picking out an album, and just looking at it. Oh, yeah. And that's the, there's an enjoyment there, too. And just popping it in in the CD player or the record player, 
it's just you just, just absorbing it absorbing it if you buy it digitally you just don't get that feeling it, no it's not the same I, I mean, mean people complain about the quality right of digital I don't hear a drastic difference like people blast at Amazon because they're like this is compressed music format and it's why don't they have a high end format like iTunes and all that I can't tell the difference frankly right. between the digital ones they don't sound that different right I, I know engineers like uh, audio engineers can tell the difference and all but I don't know they don't sound very different to me and if Amazon MP3 store has I the song digitally cheaper they, they sound sharper the sound sounds sharper you think the the iTunes the Apple yeah. pr- proprietary format yeah exactly okay it's possible. And like I said, I can't hear the difference, frankly. Right. But, I mean, same way people say vinyl sounds different. In some cases, yeah. I don't think on every album. It's awesome when albums are mixed specifically for vinyl. Right. Like uh, our friend Christian was bragging about the Oasis albums, how they sounded amazing on vinyl. They just sound so much more bigger and wider and more, right. I don't know if ambiance the word, but right. they just sound huge, he said, on vinyl. And they, they, he was so happy that he was able to snag those, and they put them out a couple of years ago. Right. But I, I love it. I agree with you. I love just living through my CDs, and it just brings back a memory. I can tell you where I bought virtually every CD. Right. Even if I bought them online, if it's something I couldn't find in a store, didn't specially order, I can still tell you how I got every album. I right. think you'd be hard-pressed to find a, a disc in my collection. Right. Where I couldn't say where I got it and roughly what I paid for it exactly. or whatever. But I mean, so many days out, you and I have just spent going to record stores, mm-hmm. dropping a load of cash, grabbing lunch or dinner. Exactly. I mean, it's it's just this whole And it sounds experience. simple, but it's amazing. It's just so fun. And it's. It just, I mean, I guess you can liken to guys who like going out and shopping for parts for cars, maybe. Right, exactly. Or guys who look for... Or just going to car shows in general. Yeah, you know? yeah like people dig doing that. People yeah. go to golf specialty stores and all that and exactly. try stuff out. And then there are musicians obviously who go into gu- right. like we have gone to guitar stores loads of times. It's just one of those things where we go and we can spend time. We're comic book guys. There's a, kind of a similar crowd yeah. where guys are going browse for comics or find that, that gem that they didn't expect right. they're going to find. It's the same with music. Exactly. Whether you find a vinyl record or you mm-hmm. find a CD. Or just vintage games, you know. Totally, yeah. And yeah. gamers too. There's that crop Retro out there. Retro stuff. Yeah, where mm-hmm. you can find something that you didn't expect to find. I mean, it, it's a totally different experience than, like I said, clicking away, scrolling through some artwork on your iTunes library. I just feel like the experience has been taken out of it. I don't think right. CDs are going to die completely, like our friend was saying. Like, it right. wasn't a waste for us because we were able to rip everything onto our computers. Right. We can carry it around on our iPod. Right. Which is great, but I'm still never going to forget the days I had to bring the little cassette Walkman to, on exactly. the school bus. <laughs> yep. Maybe I romanticize it a little bit because I never have to do it again. Right, <laughs> Ride exactly. the school bus or yeah. carry around a, a cassette and only listen to one album for the whole day. But at the same time, that was great. Exactly. I wouldn't trade those days of, of sitting on the bus and, and just absorbing albums yep. in my teenage years for anything. Yeah. Oh, I remember my first cassette tape being a compilation of just surf surf songs. Really? The Trashmen, the Beach Boys. Oh, wow. Um, Pipeline. I mean, that was my first cassette tape when I was around like 10 or 11 years old. And that really, that cassette tape really uh, turned me into rock and roll. Hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, As I got into eighth grade, I mean, bands like Korn and the whole grunge thing was going on at the time. Yeah, and that commercial hardcore scene. uh Uh-huh. And of course, I I was a Nirvana fan. Yeah, and I'm still a Nirvana fan. I know Chris doesn't like them, but <laughs> but you looked the part though at the time. Your hair was a little shaggy. Yeah, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, uh, the first cassette tape was the, the compilation, and I remember just getting a, a Nirvana cassette tape of Nevermind, 
I remember just saving money, just scrounging money around and just buying my uh, first CD, which is uh, which is a Nirvana album. Really? Which yeah. one did you buy? Nevermind. Oh, you bought course. Nevermind on CD? Yeah. And I remember just, just buying that first CD and just how happy I was. Wow, my first CD, my first <laughs> yeah, album. Yeah, it was a big know. deal. And see, he's been around for a good 10 years at that point. So it's yeah. not like CDs were brand new, or more than that. Jeez, right. Been 90, mid-90s. It, exactly. And I remember the, just just the enjoyment, just unwrapping it, looking at the booklet. I mean, just that sense of enjoyment. That's what really turned me on to just, you know, records and CDs and music. Yeah. And just finding out new music at the time, um, it, it was very hard because we didn't have the internet back then. Yeah. You had to so, look for it. Although radio was better. Exactly. To be fair, like radio stations were a lot more eclectic. It wasn't as, there were always top 40 stations, but there right. were also, like when we were in high school, mm-hmm. a local station launched uh, 95.9 The Rat, right. which played a lot of classic rock right? Um, and, and some modern stuff too, but very right. rare. They weren't playing stuff like Korn. Kind of, K-Rock in New York was kind of playing that stuff. Exactly. You'd hear Korn and Limp Bizkit and all that, but you'd hear more ACDC. And I mean, the first time I heard Joe Satriani was on The Rat. Right. And I was like, instrumental music on the radio? What the hell is right. this? <laughs> like, how the hell? Or Ingve, I heard on, I actually heard that on K Rock one night, Ingve Momstein. <laughs> so, I mean, when you would try to find more CDs, like more Nirvana albums, or just new bands in general, just browsing through through the record store or just some, uh, any CD store, and just looking around and just, you know, you see other people looking for albums and. And you just, you know, there's a sense of just socializing with some of the oh, yeah. people who are shopping. Record and, store culture, man. Yeah, exactly. That's we're something that'll always be there. Yeah. yeah. Where you bump into somebody or you see it's like, oh, I see you're holding yeah. that, a Buzzcock CD. Yeah, you know, exactly. So you listen and to, that's how you get find, in conversation. Exactly. That's how you'd find uh, just just newer bands, more bands. And, yeah, you had to go by word of mouth because, like we said, there was no internet. Exactly. You couldn't go on iTunes and listen to a 90-second sample of... Yep. Well, I wonder what the Riptide sound like. And, like, we would just buy albums just based off, you know, some off an album cover because it looked cool. And oh, just definitely. Like, oh, wow, what's this? Or if another band was touring with them, or if they were a derivative of another band. Yeah. Like, I remember the first CD you bought me. I think I've said on the show before, my first cassette was uh, Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Right. My first CD I bought voluntarily was Mariah Carey Emotions, but I was 10. <laughs> so, I didn't know any better. <laughs> um I don't remember the first record I bought, but I remember the first CD you got me. It was Christmas of 1999, and you got me the Riverdale CD, and they were an offshoot of the, at the time, uh, defunct Screeching Weasel. Yeah. And I remember listening to that, and I was just blown away, and that's when I thought, wow, I'd I, I like to play in a punk band. <laughs> that was exactly. the first time I thought, oh, man, I don't necessarily want to play metal all the time. Like This is right. awesome. And it meant a lot. I don't know, even just exchange. I mean, loads of times we just pick stuff up for each other or we raid each other's collections because a lot right. of stuff we like is out of print as well. Exactly. And that's always been one of my aspirations is to re-release albums that you couldn't get for years or that can, maybe cannot even get now. Right. And just put them out there so people have access to them, either digitally or physically. But I don't know, there is something to be said, though, for record store culture. Like anybody who's if anybody listening in California or anyone who's been to California is aware of Amoeba Records which right. I know is in Hollywood and the Bay Area and all that. I think I want to say Berkeley and San Francisco are the other two. I've only been the one in Hollywood, but I mean, everybody goes there. And I'm just talking about like celebrities go there and all that, although they do. The place is always loaded. Like when Ryan Same. and Jack and I went last summer and I took them in there for the first time, blew their minds just to see a giant store 
dedicated to CDs and vinyl. Right. And then upstairs, they had DVDs and all that. Exactly. And it's awesome that there is always going to be that culture, but unfortunately, music stores are going to become like specialty stores now. Exactly. Where they're not going to be in malls because it's not as much of an impulse buy now. iTunes cards are the impulse buy. Right. When you're checking out at the grocery store or something. Exactly. Like, no one's going to pop in because there is no Sam Goody. There's no, I mean, there's no Suncoast anymore, really, either. I know of one. So you can't even pop in and get a video anywhere anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Except, a, like I said, a big box retailer. But, yeah. And, you know, just compared in comparison, you know, the FYE and the wall. and I mean, those those stores at the time were just, we'd like to stay away from those stores because they didn't have, <laughs> they never had what we wanted. Oh, definitely so not. So we always go to these independent record stores. But now these independent record stores are dying out. Now we're, we're drawn to these, the FYE. Almost the larger stores, yeah. yeah just because in, in hopes we'll find a used copy of something. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, we can't find this Oh, anywhere. wow, there's a CD store in the mall. Oh, my God. Yeah, now it's a big deal for us. Whereas yeah. back in the day, when you and I would hang out at uh, Freehold Mall in Freehold, New Jersey, we would. Uh, there were two locations for the wall, the music store, and <laughs> we rarely ever shopped in them. I, I know you yep. bought one queer CD in one of them. Actually, my birthday, my 18th birthday, I remember you and I popped into the wall right. in Ocean County Mall, and uh, you bought MXPX, it was a live album, at the show? Yeah, it was at it was the called? show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I bought Bruce Dickinson's Accident of Birth solo album. Yeah. I remember that. But otherwise, yeah, you and I kind of, around the time we started hanging out, kind of both dug into independent record stores. We went to a couple of places. Exactly. Here and there, and Vintage Vinyl heavily, because like we said, it's one of the few independent record stores that are still around. There's one in around Asbury that I've been right. to yet. I don't recall the name of it, but it's, Jackson, it's something else. There's Jackson Red Bank. Jackson That's Red right. Bank. Yeah. I remember the Howell Record Store. I mean, it was it was amazing when we first started going to it. Oh yeah. And then they started uh, focusing on more comics than just yeah. You know, records and they changed and, locations, and now it's all comic yeah. action figures. Exactly, and comic should just change the name. You know, yeah, it's not Howl Record Store anymore. It's yeah. Howl Comic Shop. Exactly, but we, and CDs too, which would be in like small print at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> it's like their their subtitle. Yeah, now they're overpricing albums now. I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's they charge the same price as like a mall. Meanwhile, they're kind of a little yeah. mom and pop shop. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You think they maybe mark them down and get rid of the CDs they have? I think just, they're struggling a lot. Maybe, but I'm sure people go in there for comics. There are only a handful of comic shops in this area, too. Right. But, I mean, they have a bunch of used vinyls and a bunch of used CDs. For uh, Some of them are like a buck or two. Yeah. I mean, that's the only enjoyment you get out of the store, but the selection is, you know, It pales limited. in comparison to what it used to be. Yeah, You and I exactly. used to buy all sorts of stuff back mm-hmm. in the day. I remember cutting school. Was I don't think I was with you. I left school early the day Iron Maiden's Brave New World album came out in, I think it was May of 2000. And I went there to buy the CD. And I remember I went in a couple of days before, too, because once in a while, they probably don't do this anymore, so I don't think I'm outing them for anything, but they used to break street dates. So a few days before an album came out, right. you'd be able to pop in there. And I don't know if they'd have it out, but you could ask for the counter. If they had it, they would usually sell it to you. I remember going there before that album came out, right? and they kept blowing me off. But yeah. then the day I came out, I left school and was like, that's it, I'm getting the CD. Exactly. <laughs> that was so huge for me. Yeah. And I remember um, I bought uh, Too Tough to Die, one of the Ramones albums, when we were at the Freehold Mall, and that was kind kind of rare, but not too rare. Yeah, it was it was made. Yeah, you it was made. You could have specially made. ordered it. And this, I mean, this is before Amazon sold CDs and all exactly. that, too. Kids, if you're listening, Amazon was an online bookstore in the early exactly. 2000s. So it's not like you pop on there, why didn't you just buy it on Amazon? And there was no iTunes. There was no right. monetization of digital music. It was all illegal at the time. Yep. But... 
I remember just buying that album, and I was just like, wow, I can't believe I got this. Yeah, I can't believe you, fa- you found Too Tough to Die, and it was like a big deal. Yeah. I think I found that on cassette somewhere and picked it up. And exactly. I was like, oh, look at the cassette. Because I had a tape yeah. deck in my car at the time, which was ludicrous for somebody who owned as many CDs as me. Yeah, just the other, like a, a month or two ago, when I took a day off work, and uh, I had to go to the doctors. And after the doctors, I had like the rest of the day ahead of me, and I was just like driving around, and I typed in, in my GPS, in my phone, just typed in record store. Mm-hmm. Just to find an independent record store because I wanted to go one that that day. Yeah, and uh, there was none. None. Yeah, I know it sucks. It was just horrible. <laughs> it's so weird though. Like there are probably people listening to this right now who don't get it. Anybody who, like I said, is maybe younger. I'm sure there are a few, as there always will be. Right, it would be appreciated. But, yeah, it, it probably baffles people. Like, why? Like you can just have it on your computer. Why would you want to drive and go buy something and have exactly. to put it on a shelf? Like you, know, I, you just buy it. It's on your hard drive and on your iPod, and that's it. It's something that, like I said, it's it's a shame that it's it's lost and it's kind of falling by the wayside. But there always be people, certainly of our age, who are going to go out. And buy stuff physically. I mean, my girlfriend's a few years younger than me, but she still prefers to get the CD. But if she just wants a song, she'll obviously exactly. get it digitally. Yeah. But she's still into. She's still rather buy a CD. Right. In more cases than not. Mm-hmm. But I think that's rare. Right. It's great that a day like today can come along, like record store day. Like our, our friend, not really close friend, but <laughs> Noel Gallagher did actually say record stores are as important as records themselves. Right. Which is absolutely true. There's there's something that's just a part of music culture, period. Exactly. Like if you're in a band or you play music or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've met more guys who are just music fans first as opposed to people who just would, back in the day, go on Napster and just download everything they could. Right. Like, oh, I got the new Stanley Clark album. <laughs> now, more likely than not, they would probably go pick up the CD and not exactly. just go and try and steal it online but the majority of it was poor quality anyway when you download it. oh totally back in the day yeah. i mean there are a few things i would look for but that's it, it's funny because back in that in the day i used to find bands like all these european metal bands yeah. you'd never hear of in the states and probably didn't have albums out here i think like right. running wild and hammerfall had an album or two on nuclear blast but yeah otherwise like that's kind of what i used it for to find more music <laughs> people are using it as like oh cool i save so much money well everybody saves money right, by exactly. stealing which I know is something you don't get. I know you don't yeah. participate in piracy. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. No, no, good for you. It's not yeah. worth it. I've known two people personally who've had computer crashes and two other people have gotten notices from their uh, cable companies to stop or otherwise their services suspended indefinitely. <laughs> and it's like, well, what'd you expect? Exactly. Like, You're you... stealing music. Yeah, that's it. Just I mean, buy it. It's cheaper than repairing your computer when right. you catch a virus. <laughs> I mean, support the artist, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they do for a living. That, that's that's what they need to put food on the table. That's totally. To live. And uh, it's just like, oh, I'm going to steal your music. Oh, love. I'm a big fan. Well, are you really a fan? Yeah, are you a fan? Yeah. I mean, fans go to concerts, granted, but at the yeah. same time, you'd want to support anybody. No different than you'd want to support somebody if you know somebody who works uh, who. Works at a bank exactly. at, or uh, sells insurance or something. Chances are you're going to go to them when you need to have an account for either of those things because you you know the person. It's exactly. no different than wanting to support somebody who you you'd support personally. Right. There's a really pompous conversation that um, I was told about when I was living in Los Angeles among these people who were just talking about how they just download everything. They just download the albums, and their justification for it was, well, the artist doesn't get paid enough anyway. Right. And in my head, I'm like, all right, but if I was there for the conversation, I would have spoken up, but I, I wasn't. I'd heard about it after it happened. But mm-hmm. my thinking was, okay, but you're not helping them by not buying their album. 
because all you're doing is their album sales are going to suffer. They're going to drop from the record contract and oh, then guess what? Then they're either not doing it anymore or <laughs> you can't find them or who knows. And I always thought, thought that was such a cop out. Yeah, I, it's something like that. That's just such a way of being, I think, up your own ass about like, well, I don't know. Music companies take so much money. They do, but right. they got a lot of people working for them too. Exactly. I mean, in their defense, I've never dealt with them directly myself, right. but they, they have people to pay too. So they're going to take a portion of it. Right. Exactly. I don't think, I think the artist should get in more cases than a, a larger portion than probably what they do get. Right. When you hear about Metallica, their big deal a couple of years ago was they got up to, I think about $3 per CD. And that was a big deal. I right. figure that's getting split four ways anyway, so each guy's getting seventy five cents an album. Like that's right. Exactly. That is kind of ludicrous. Yeah. But at the same time, like not buying their albums doesn't help. Exactly. It only makes things worse and it, yep. it kills mm-hmm. big artists. Because now what are you left with? Pop stars. Right. You got exactly. the Justin Biebers and the Nicki Minaj's and all those other people who just pop up. It's the same same music, different faces. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a recycling of the pop formula every yeah. time. Minus the goofy outfits and the the haircuts with the bangs hanging down and all this other crap. Like exactly. it's it's the same stuff. Yep. One direction's the same as Justin Bieber, who's the same as the Jonas brothers. It's all the same crap. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what you get when people only buy those albums if people don't get behind bands. Right. But it is nice to have a day like today, once a year where people celebrate and people go out and buy stuff and will support Definitely. physical product and record stores because Long may they live and thrive and be around. Yeah. So go out, buy some records uh, today. Well, you probably missed it. Chances are you're hearing this after <laughs> most of the items are sold out. But buy some CDs, buy some records. If you have kids, teach them how to do it. Go out <laughs> Bring them and out. have fun. Yes. Go out and just enjoy the experience of picking through some stuff. And uh, stand behind the people you like. If you're a fan, buy the album. It's definitely worth it. And it's a fun day out, at least for us. So... Until next time, this is Chris. This is Fats, and thank you for listening to Half Cast.